And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I think it is. Oh God! Sit in work. The days going real slow. Starting to get bored. So to Twitter I go, checking to see what is happening on Raw tonight. And then I see a strange tweet from NBC Sports. When I read it, I feel like I've got to change shorts. Jeff Jarrett's going to the Hall of Fame tonight? No way! Shut your mouth, sir. Slap your nuts. This has to be a story from Kayfabe News. Holy moly, kid, it is happening. Now then, it's true. Just one thing. I'm confused. What happens when Kurt and Karen cross paths? Ugh. Hide the booze. Jeff Jarrett is going to the Hall of Fame tonight. Dance break. Turn his mic off. Cut the cord. Why would anyone give him some live air time? Get the editing bay ready. Never let him. He's the kind of guy that likes to talk all night. And you know that if it happens, there is gonna be a fight. Jeff Jarrett is going to the Hall of Fame tonight. Maybe what they're doing might be wrong. No, this definitely will go wrong. Never knew this song was quite so... Long, how could this dumb song yeah, be so long? When I wake up in the morning, I'll realize I've been a dreamin'. Cause putting Jarrett in for China will get the Twitter world to screamin'. Nope, Jeff Jarrett's really in the Hall of Fame tonight. They've lost their minds, cause they're really gonna put Jeff Jarrett in the Hall tonight. so good so even just a little peek behind the curtain ladies and gentlemen first of all well, actually first first thank you dc thank you for that that rousing thank you rousing thing um <laughs> peek behind the curtain though we had some difficulty getting the show started it seems like skype is doing something new where it's filtering out background music um, so, like, he was literally playing the song in the room, and I could hear him talking, but I could not hear the music that DC was playing. And it was I want to so say, strange. it's not only it's strange that Skype did that, but Google Hangouts was sort of doing that, too. Like, I could hear this music, but it was sort of cutting in and out. I could hear okay, the no, lyrics. N- no, that wasn't that. Shockingly, there's not a karaoke version of that song. <laughs> oh, so I literally had to cut and paste the musical parts with the lyrical parts 
so that oh. I could actually hear myself and not the road dog singing over me. Well, so um, I I couldn't even tell then, DC. <laughs> Master craftsmanship, right Why, there. Why, thank you, Couldn't Doc tell. Manson at Doc Manson. I am, of course, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. That won't be a top ten hit, but I needed to to convey something about the craziness that has been this weekend and this week and this month and this year in the world of professional wrestling. Crazy enough that I feel like I need a new shirt. I feel like this oh. polo shirt is not going to cut it. I need an upgrade. Well, Doc Manson, where would I go to get such an upgrade? Well, first, let me, let me just say, uh, you, you're a smart-looking man, and uh, you're only going to look smarter in one of these DDT Wrestling Podcast t-shirts. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a high-quality piece of textile with a wonderful graphic printed on the front show your love for the ddt wrestling podcast by purchasing a shirt today but doc yes dc we are both married what if my wife mrs matthews wants to show her love of ddt wrestling this podcast which she has listened to at least Three times in her life. Not only is there a fine men's t-shirt with said fine high quality graphic printed upon it, DC, but we also have a fitted boyfriend cut shirt available as well with that same glorious DDT wrestling logo graphic printed on it. It's a quite the bargain. I can tell that, but I'm tired of these gray t-shirts with the logo. I have so much gray. What if I want some color variety? Well, not only do we have a nice heathered gray, but, you know, if you are looking for a little more color, we have a lovely maroon, as well as a nice sort of electric blue. Actually, it's not electric blue. I forget what it's Cool blue. It's called cool blue. Midnight blue. Yeah, and then there's an indigo, as well as a dark gray. So you have, my, my point is, whether it's a male shirt, a female shirt, it's really a unisex shirt. If you don't want the fitted shirt, the, the, reg, the, the regular unisex shirt will fit you just fine. We've got an array of colors. I think they all look fabulous, high-quality fabric, available only from our good partners at Represent. And you can get to the order page. You can see the site by visiting this link. I've shortened it for you so it's even easier. It's just bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sales. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash DDT shirt sales. Sale And as that link might sort of imply to you, yes, dear friends, there is a sale ongoing since we just introduced the shirt this week. Until Raw on February 26th, until the end of Raw, which is 11 p.m. Eastern Time, there is a sale on the shirt. You were able to get it for the flat fee, low, low price, $20. Now, Kathy from Duluth is calling, and Kathy, you've been wearing this DDT wrestling shirt for quite some time. I would love to just do an hour of just QVC style. Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful? DDT <laughs> QVC. Uh, so, oh, bit.ly slash DDT shirt sale. Go and show your support today, folks. That R is important. That R is important. Don't forget the R. In shirt. Because that'll yes. take you somewhere else. DDT shirt sale. Um, I gotta tell you, yeah, I'm feeling the love. 
I'm Are feeling you? the love now that we got this technical kerfuffle out of the way. I am feeling the love. The DDT shirt sale is going on. People are sending us ideas for other shirts they'd like to yeah. see. We are proud to be affiliated, as you said, with Represent. We are proud to be an affiliate of the New Age Insiders Network. Wait, hold, wait, but no, wait, wait. The list, the list is an affiliate of the NII Wrestling Network. We, DDT Wrestling, are a separate show, aren't we? Are we, we are affiliated? The, I suppose now the entire brand is affiliated. Oh. Um, but I, but I, I, I guess I don't know. Maybe but before it's just DDT the list. wrestling was specifically not on the network, so I'm confused. Dees, okay, I, okay. So what you're telling me is we are fine affiliates yes. of yes. The there NIA. was an official we statement on letterhead. Affiliates. We are proud affiliates. Right. We're like an NBC affiliate. We we represent the DDT wrestling. I make proud I make affiliate. Light. I make fun, but because you know it has been a little bit of a topsy turvy week with all the news involving what was happening with the network. But I'm glad to see that they got their statement out there. They were able to you know talk about it on NAI Pod, get you know a little more mm-hmm. clarity out there, and make it much more clear to everybody exactly what's happening. And really, it's not a big change, right? It's just the list. Formerly found on the New Age Insiders feed is going to move over to our feed. So if you want yeah. to hear DC and Doc talk, whether it's just this show, DDT Wrestling, or whether it's the list, the show in which we are ranking the greatest professional wrestlers of all time from a list of literally thousands. Did you see the tweet today? Somebody just discovered the show and does not know how he was living without it. It is that good. I will say, though, I was listening for the first time to episode one of The List um, just after you had posted it to our feed. And your audio in that show, I don't know if you've noticed, only comes through on the left channel. My audio comes through on both, but yours somehow is only in the left ear. I don't know why. It's very strange. I may have to look into seeing if that's something we can fix. Is it because I'm on mono now? No, I'm also recording mono. And um, episode two is fine. It's just episode oh, one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I don't know. I'll have to go check that out. But either okay. way, um, you should... Well, yes. So, so yes. We we have taken the list. Uh, oh, yeah, I lost affiliates. the thread there for a second. You're going to have to... That's okay. That's yeah, okay. Ahead. The New Age Insiders... But, you know, if I've you been... do buy one of the DDT Wrestling shirts, I guarantee no threads shall be lost. It's a high-quality piece of fabric. You're going to love it. It's going to fit well on your body. You're really going to love it. $20, That's folks. bit.ly forward slash... Don't put a backslash in there. Forward slash DDT shirt sale. But yes, the New Age Insiders, I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. We've been working together for quite a while. Um... They are now, we are now affiliated with them. And I'd like to think that the New Age Age Insiders are proud affiliates of DDT Wrestling. Just like Salty Chips, just like the WPAN, I know they're going their own ways, but Kingpin and Crockett, I still consider myself affiliated with them. They're welcome to be affiliated with us. They can be our affiliate. Absolutely. We're going to get a shirt. Maybe the next shirt we'll get. I want a hashtag be our best shirt, and maybe yeah. it says proud affiliate of DDT Wrestling. There you go. What, do you think at some point we could become a subsidiary? Because that implies somebody's going to give us money, and that's I'd sort like, of what I'm down for. I'd like to become a subsidiary as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> so, well, 
That's the goal. <laughs> all right. Well, subsidiary or bust. So yes. So yes, all that kerfuffle is taken care of. We had some kerfuffle. There was kerfuffle everywhere. Kerfuffles upon kerfuffles. Now I'm worried. I wasn't kerfuffled. I mean, you were, yeah. It no, seemed pretty were, straightforward as soon as uh, I was included in the conversation. Liam. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Um, but I'm feeling the love in many different yes. ways. There's a pay-per-view coming up. I'm especially feeling the love because there are 12, 12, a dozen emails that came in to us. A DDT Baker's Wrestling. Well, that, that would be 13. Oh. A Baker's Dozen is 13. Oh, right. So, so maybe if we get one more, maybe. T- because I'd like to point out, there's no email from Pav. Oh. Don't be surprised Come on, if Pav. by the time we're done, Somebody Pav's, send him a tweet right now. Send Pav Sled, right would you like me to send him a tweet? You want no, me to open up be more windows? <laughs> I'm fine with it. It's fine. I'd like to know. Somebody, somebody again, email us or tweet us. And is it is it really loud? Is my typing that bad? I know I have sausage fingers. I'm aware of this. I have sweet <laughs> Italian sausage fingers. Um when I type, is it really that loud? Is it that irritating to people? I mean, people let me know because I it is to so. Doc, but I irritate Doc on a regular basis. It's true. I mean, there's no so. getting around that. Um, so, so, with so many emails, are we actually going to talk about anything other than these emails? Because I haven't read them. I have. I don't know how long they are. I mean, well, I would assume um, that we should at least talk about Elimination Chamber, which is coming up just a few days on the WWE oh. Network. The, it is this Sunday. So um, wait, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to do productions and predictions. Well, that's and, it. And I'm assuming there's going to be some chamber talk in here. Just like reading the, just by reading the, what you call it, the subject lines, I can tell there's going to be some things that we talk about. So I think we should maybe start with an email, then kind of bounce back and forth to the chamber. Or do you just want to do the chamber in one fell swoop? I, I, it's all good. Whatever. Let's Let's start with an email. Let's start with this email from, uh, should I just start at the beginning, or are you, are you trying to find one related to the No, no, I was tweeting Pav like you told me to. So, oh, in which case, let's start with this email from Tony Quiterio. Quiterio. Tony Q, I actually figured out who he is. He is on, he is on Twitter, I think it's at TonyQ14, I want to oh, say. Oh, okay. So, well, he says, what does he have to say? Hi guys, hope all is well. I'd like to know your opinions on the WWE Hall of Fame. I think they, WWE, try to legitimize itself with the Hall of Fame, but when they put in people like Coco Beware, Pete Rose, Drew Carey, and don't put in people like China, Owen Hart, Davy Boy Smith, Vader, and The Rock, well, it makes no sense to me. Thoughts? P.S. Good job pronouncing my last name last week. Well, that was D.C. Uh, so, Tony Quesadilla, I apologize for my pronunciation because Co- I Tony am practically Quiteri- illiterate. Your pal, Tony Q. Um, so, the, the big news, one of the big pieces of information coming out of this week, Jeff Jarrett is the latest entry into the Hall of Fame. A bit of a shock to most people. Uh, Not to me or to the list. You- as you pointed out, Jeff Jarrett is a member of the top 10 of the list. So clearly, D- Doc and I, I'm DC, don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, clearly, we think he's worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Um, and I, you know, of course, my 
song was in jest. I'm not worried that Kurt Angle's going to go on an alcoholic bender. But it is going to be interesting because Jeff Jarrett, in case you don't know, is married to the former Kurt Angle. Mrs. Kurt Angle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I don't know. I was gonna. Say, I was about to say I wouldn't be surprised if Karen Jarrett does not come to the Hall of Fame or backstage, but that seems unlikely, actually. So I, yeah, I don't know. Bygones will be bygones, hopefully, and that'll I, be that. I'm assuming you know they are they are co-parenting right now, so I assume they have some sort of cordial relationship. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming they're probably not going to be sitting near each other, but I doubt there will be a problem. And yeah. I also have no problem with Jeff Jarrett being in the Hall of Fame. He had a long career. He's a, you know, a child of the business. His father was a pro wrestler. So he did do an incredible work for TNA. And in an age where AJ and Samoa Joe are big stars for WWE, it would make sense. Bobby Roode, too. It would make sense that a guy who you know, helped to create TNA would get. I will say uh, when Mrs. Manson heard the news, uh, she said, Oh no, we're just going to have to hear that God awful song. And for those of you who aren't familiar, TNA theme for Jeff Jarrett, is something along the lines of, well, at any rate, Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty much the most annoying sound in the world. And I I didn't know how to break it to her that that was actually not his theme song in the WWE. So it seemed unlikely that we were actually going to hear it uh, during the Hall of Fame ceremonies. Which is unfortunate because I actually do rather like that song. It's grown on me. So to get to Tony Caterio's email here... um, They think they try to legitimize itself, but when they put in people like... Now, first of all... They're going to want to do a celebrity wing because they're an entertainment company. So I have no problem with Drew Carey being a Hall of Famer. I have no problem with Pete Rose being a Hall of Famer. If you want to say it's weird that Cindy Lauper's not in the Hall of Fame, but Drew Carey is, then I'll agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I do sort of think people like Drew Carey, he showed up, like, what, once? One Royal Rumble. It's a weird thing, but at the same... Yeah, I I understand having a celebrity wing, but again, I, I I feel like that should be reserved for the people who... um. We're more involved, more. you know, like yeah. Mr. T or... Um, Cindy Lauper, rock and wrestler. Yeah, right, Cindy Lauper, absolutely. I mean, admittedly, Mike I Tyson. think those people are a little fewer and far between these days. So if you want to actually build out your celebrity wing, I, I again, I understand the motivation. But yes, I, I do think that th- that's a little bit out of place, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I also, don't have a problem with Coco Beware. No, neither do I. And and yes, there are a list of names that are still not yet in. But at the same time, the Hall of Fame's not ending anytime soon. They're going to come up with eight names every year. I'm assuming most of those names, like The Rock's going to get in when we're absolutely sure he's not wrestling anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, Vader seems like he's overdue. Um, but you know, like Owen Hart, if I recall, there's some hard feelings on the behalf of the spouse that probably prohibits them from. You know, really celebrating his career the way they would want to. I don't know if it's similar for Davy Boy Smith or what the situation is there. China, let's face it, did not have a great relationship with the company, which I no. think is something that will get passed eventually. But given her other activities in the later yep. years of her life, I do feel like it's going to take just a little bit of time before they maybe are comfortable with that recognition. Um, but I do think that will happen eventually for sure. Yeah. Um, but again, I she don't was mentioned on 
She was mentioned on Raw 25, which was a big deal. Yeah. So it's not going to happen this year, but I would imagine in the next, by 2020, she'll be in. Yeah, probably. And so, yeah, to your, your point, Tony Q, I mean, that specific list of people, I'm sure there are other people also who deserve to be in. But, yeah, it's, it, it, like DC says, it's it's a matter of time. Yeah. All right. Um, I would have you read another email, but it's slightly long, and the question that Jeremy asks will take us at least 10 minutes to debate. Oh. Um, so let's talk about the chamber at least briefly. There are currently five listed matches. Okay. I bet you can give me at least three of them, if not more. Let's see. There's the women's chamber, the men's Correct. chamber. Correct. And... And, um... Oh, don't you forget. Don't Oscar forget your... Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. The the other two you are missing are uh, Woken Matt versus Bray. I was going to say that, but I was like, no. Bray's and, probably in the chamber. And a recent addition, which I would not expect you to get, because I'm guessing you didn't watch all of Raw, would be The Bar versus Titus Worldwide for the tag team titles. Who are the members of Titus Worldwide? Titus O'Neil. Oh, he's wrestling? And, I thought he was a just po- a manager. Nope, Dana Brooks now the manager. So it's Titus O'Neil and Apollo. Not Cruz, just Apollo. Right. Right. Okay, well, um, I'm going to go ahead and say the bar retains. Okay. And, um, Do you want to just go down the list? I mean, I guess. I'm going to say Titus Worldwide wins just because because I have a reason it's just it 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 doesn't paint WWE nor myself in a great light but it's February. Ah. And currently I can't think of anything much that has happened in that end. So I'm going to say they win the tag team titles a to keep it interesting heading into WrestleMania and B because it's February. Sure. Um, who wins Bray or Matt Hardy? Probably Bray Wyatt only because the only person who they seem to have anything more against winning than Bray Wyatt is Matt Hardy. So I said Bray as well, but I think this, I think we're going to get some sort of kooky, crazy match at WrestleMania. I sure like, hope so. I'm hoping it's like Hollywood backlot brawl style where it lasts a long time. It doesn't involve a teleporting refrigerator. Oh, no. Um, it should involve a teleporting refrigerator. <laughs> they should get into it and then appear at the Hardy compound. Should there be a dilapidated boat? Probably. The fact that he has now apparently intellectual rights over all of that does make you think that it's got to happen sooner or later. Otherwise, what what are they doing it for? Um, I'm assuming you're picking Asuka to yes. win. There's no way they're going to give it to Nia Jax after she's lost Asuka, what, two or three times before? Like The only thing that makes it interesting to me is the whole if Nia Jax wins, she becomes part of the women's title match. But well, even correct. that. Well, I really don't think... Well, I personally don't feel like she needs to be included in that title match at WrestleMania. So, yeah. I've been thrown, as you've heard, of course, because I'm sure you listen to By the Book just constantly. Yes, absolutely. Um, now that Ronda. Ronda... Book. 
Shooting a doop and a doop bop wow or something. I don't know. You've listened to some of it. <laughs> I um, like that theme song. It's stuck in my head. Thank you. Ronda Rousey's coming to Raw. She's signing her Raw contract, which means she's Ronda. not going to wrestle. She's not going to wrestle Charlotte. She's going to wrestle on this show. So I don't know what she's going to do. So I don't know. I, so I'm saying Asuka as well because I don't think the undefeated streak ends at Elimination Chamber. It seems unlikely. All right, that brings us to the two chamber matches. Six women, seven men. Well, they should probably add a woman. Make it even. No? Unless Ronda Rousey becomes a last-minute entry. I still don't understand. Well, have they explained it? Because I haven't been watching. Have they explained how that seventh person is going to actually... Just starting as a three-way? Triple triple threat. That's what we speculated last week. It'll be the Miz and two others. Okay. All right. So... We've got Alexa, I should make you name them, but we've got Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mickey James, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Uh, Carmella. I'd love to see it. If they're crossing brands, if we're going to go, if we're, if we're moving towards dual branded pay-per-views, why not have What is this for? Is this for anything? It's for the title? It's for the title. Winner faces Asuka. Wait, winner faces Asuka? Asuka's going to WrestleMania to wrestle for the title, so thought, whoever wins this wait, goes to I wrestle thought, I thought she was going to wrestle, wrestle Charlotte. Who? Asuka. Then she'd have to move to SmackDown sometime in the next two months. She's have not they, on SmackDown yet. Have they, not, have they said yet that she's definitely challenging the Raw champion? No, but... Okay, she's wrestling Charlotte. So then does she lose? And then go to... Because then wouldn't it make sense for Nia Jax to win? No. She gets added. She she would still get added. She gets added to the Raw title match, and so Asuka moves to SmackDown. So it's one-on-one. No, I don't think so. I don't think that's happening. Okay. All right. So who do you think wins the women's chamber? Um, gee. The only, well, mm, probably Alexa Bliss. That's what I'm going with. I'm hoping she retains. Yeah, I mean, the only other person that I think could possibly take it would be Sasha, but I think it's probably Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Which brings us to the men's title match. Yeah. Elias, John Cena, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, The Miz, and Braun Strowman. Is this for the title shot at Mania? Yes. Winner faces Lesnar. Winner faces Lesnar. Hmm. Are you going? I want it to be. Well, I don't know if I can actually say that. Hmm. I would not be displeased if it was John Cena. Okay. But I don't think he's going to win. I think by all that is, well, I don't know if I really think this, but by all that is holy and good in this world, if they don't go with Braun Strowman, they are making a mistake. I agree, which this is, is why the I wrote moment, his name down. This is the moment to strike with Braun Strowman. He is never going to be no. more over than he currently is. Just do it or don't. Pull the tr- and in all fairness, though, that I'm sort of talking myself out of it because they realize that he sort of is at his peak, and he's at his peak no matter what. There's nothing they can do to prolong that, probably. I guess he can win. He can no, beat true. the crap out of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, if you bre- right. if he beats the crap out of Brock Lesnar, you know, takes a German suplex, stands up, laughs at him, and then throws him out of the ring, hi, Oscar, and beats the tar out of him, 
he'll that's how you continue it. Anything less than that, and you're dooming him. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna write down Braun Strowman. All right. But which All I mean, of, you're you know, gonna write it down for me. I've already written it down. Everybody says Roman was eliminated first from the gauntlet match. Braun Strowman won the gauntlet match, so that means Roman's winning at WrestleMania or winning at the Elimination Chamber. And truth be told, if Roman wins, fine. But I think you've. Got I won't a, be surprised if he wins. You have a golden opportunity right now mm-hmm. to make Braun Strowman the biggest name you've had since maybe John Cena. Like yeah. you could, you could make him already. You know that one thing: winning the chamber, going on, beating Brock Lesnar, potentially makes him one of the biggest stars you've ever had. Like you said, please don't blow it. Yeah, that's all I can say. All right. Which brings us back to our email. Actually, no. No, it doesn't. Oscar looks a little cold. Do you have anything you could wrap him up in to keep him warm? Oh, well, I mean, I suppose this brand new DDT Wrestling t-shirt with this high-quality textile fabric would make a very nice sausage burrito for my little wiener dog. Yes, I will just wrap him up in it lengthwise, and he will be toasty warm for the rest of this fine, cool New England evening. It's perfect. Perfect idea. And, you know, I mean, if somebody else out there had a cold dog, I mean, I suppose if they were looking to save a few dollars and and to get this fine, warming textile product for uh, the mere price of $20 plus shipping, you could probably go to bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sale. Excellent point. Excellent. Which brings us to Jeremy's email. Mad dogs and other animals. Would you like me to read this one because it's more than two paragraphs? <laughs> Your ranking of Mad Dog. <laughs> Is that what it says? <laughs> Maybe you should read it. Uh... Your ranking of Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer on the list was fair. Apart from a few territorial titles, Sawyer won, his main lot in life was to be the classic tough guy heel who would work on top for most of a match before the babyface would eventually make the comeback and go over. At least this was the case in most matches where the opponent was his equal. Sawyer did have a gorgeous Randy Orton-style power slam that he used to put away many a jobber, but a pure technical wrestler he was not. He was Animal from the Muppets, minus the drums and the people skills. Which, again, makes me think you would really like Buzz Sawyer. Yeah, absolutely. For those interested in seeing what may be Sawyer's best match, The Last Battle of Atlanta is available on the network. It isn't necessarily the easiest thing to watch due to there being no commentary during the match and because the one camera used to film it was apparently perched somewhere in the upper stratosphere. As a secondary condition to the match, Paul Ellering was suspended in a shark cage above the ring. If Sawyer lost, Ole Anderson would get Ellering alone for five minutes. But what a match. It's rightly considered the precursor to the Hell in a Cell. Notable in this match is how busted open both Sawyer and Tommy Rich got, and just how over as a babyface wildfire Tommy Rich was in the early and mid-80s. And as a bonus, there's a young Jake Roberts sighting. Recommended viewing for anyone who hasn't seen it. That's me. My question is this. Who are your top five favorite Muppets? Oh, boy. As I said, this could take a while. 
And as always, when we get asked to do a top list on the show, we have to make an ordered list of now five Muppets to which we agree upon the order. I think, to me, clearly there is only one choice for number one. And that choice... Is Fozzie. Is... Oh, no. No? No, You disagree? You're going to go with the Swedish chef? No, probably not. Would he qualify as a Muppet? No. Fozzie's, well, maybe it is Fozzie. I don't know. I've always been partial. Waka waka. I've been partial to Gonzo. Look at at this nose. Okay. All right. I might give you Gonzo. I sometimes confuse, I sometimes get Gonzo and Grover kind of merged. And Grimace. (laughs) Gonzo, Grover, and Grimace. Pretty different things. All right. Gonzo. So who else needs to be on the list? So Gonzo, well, Gonzo and Fozzie. Needs to be on the list. Fozzie needs to be on the list. I don't think uh, Kermit needs to be on the list. You don't? Not near the top. Well, okay. In terms of favorite Muppets, no. But I mean, obviously, in terms of... No, know. the question says favorite Muppets. Yeah, okay. Kermit's well, not I my do, favorite I Muppet. do like his songs. Like the, I'm, Those have a, a meaningful place in my heart, so... But, okay, I mean, Fozzie, uh, I like Rolf a lot. I was just going to say, the piano playing Rolf. Yeah, Rolf is excellent. Um, the aforementioned Swedish chef. Um, oh, and I don't know if this really counts as a Muppet. I mean, he's on the Muppets, but he's not. This, he's played by a person in, in costume. But Sweetums is also a personal favorite. Now, I don't know if they'd qualify, though they were on the list I just looked up. I've always thought, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, that you and I are the Statler and Waldorf of oh. wrestling podcasts. Yeah, okay. I'll and I would, I would be willing to lump them together. They not could only occupy would I just lump, one I, spot. Not only would I lump them as one, I might put them at number one. Yeah, I know I, I, know I said Fozzie was a clear number one, but now that I actually try to think about the Muppet world, they might be number one. Yeah. Because that kind of it, yeah. Uh, I like Sam Eagle. Ooh, Sam Eagle's good. Oh, and Bunsen and... Uh, Beaker. Uh, Beaker, yeah, absolutely. See? Oh. Jeremy asking the tough questions. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Bunsen, Honeydew, and Beaker have to be a unit of Statler and Waldorf for a unit. Okay. Uh... And does Gonzo come with Camilla or no? I would assume they would have to. Who the heck is Lou Zealand? Lou. It's a Muppet I've never heard of. And we're not even mentioning Animal, who is another great one. We're not not mentioning Dr. Teeth. We're not mentioning the fish-throwing guy. (laughs) I think that's Lou Zealand, because in the picture he has a fish. Pepe. Um, Oh, (laughs) Bobo. I like, of the new Muppets, I love Bobo. He's the new bear. Uh, he's been in the newer movies. Bobo, and he's, he is he is excellent. Of all the newer Muppets, Bobo is probably... Well, the then, then for the sake of our... Because I am not as well-versed in the new Muppets. Oh, okay. So let's stick to the classic ones. Okay. All so right. are you putting Statler and Waldorf at the top? Uh, well, I mean, it's up for discussion, I think, but probably. I'm fine with it. All right. Statler and Waldorf... We're going to have to start making some hard cuts here. How strong is your love for Gonzo? Because we've got Gonzo, we've got Fozzie, we've got Beaker and Bunsen. I love I love Gonzo. We've got the Swedish Chef. 
Swedish chef I love. <laughs> okay, um, I think, okay, so Statler and Waldorf or Number lock. So the Swedish chef, I feel like, is a lock. Okay. Do you feel that strongly about the Swedish chef or not? I love the Swedish chef. I think he's a lock. I don't think you can... I'm realizing, and again, this comes, you know, as someone who's a fan of mid-card wrestlers and not necessarily main event wrestlers, maybe Fozzie doesn't make the cut. I think he it, does, though. Fozzie's I love really Fozzie. good. But then again, I like Rolf. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't make the top five, but he would be a strong number six. I like Rolf a lot, but I think I like Fozzie better than I like Rolf. Yeah, oh, I do, too. But yeah. do you like the Swedish chef more than you like Rolf? Yes. What about the Bunsen Beaker crew? I really like them because of and the then science Ga- thing. And then Gonzo? Probably. That's, okay, then Rolf's not on the list. <laughs> I mean, unless you're going to make a strong argument for Rolf no. over Gonzo. I personally like Rolf better than Gonzo, but oh, then again... You're killing me. But that's me. I'm, I, you know, we were both musicians. So Rolf playing the piano and just rocking out with Animal and stuff. Like we could, we could, we could cheat and just say the band, because that includes a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think most of the band belongs on the top five. No, but oh man, the Electric Teeth. Yeah. All right, so Jeremy, it's Malone, Jeremy, Jeremy, you're asking just such ridiculous questions. Okay, who's number two? Or is Swedish Chef number one? I, no, I think I think Sattler and Waldorf are number one, and I think Swedish Chef is number two. And number three, maybe is Fozzie. I would. I almost wrote Swedish Fish because uh, I am writing this down. I would. Uh, I would let you go with Beaker and Bunsen. For the science aspect. I think I'm okay with Beaker and Bunsen taking in at number five. Okay. So are we putting Fozzie ahead of Gonzo then? Probably. Uh, not for me. For me, it's Gonzo first, but. Okay. But, I mean, if you felt passionately about Fozzie, I, I could. Fozzie's a bad stand-up comedian. Yeah, he is. And. And I'll always have a soft spot in my heart to bad stand-up comedians. But Gonzo's a weirdo. And I will always have a soft spot in my heart for weirdos. With oddly phallic crooked noses? Yeah. All right. I will let you have Gonzo at number three. All right. So there it is. Our top five favorite Muppets. Number one, Statler and Waldorf. Number two, the Swedish chef. Hurdy, hurdy, hur. Number three, Gonzo. Number four, Fozzie Bear. Number five, Beaker Bunsen. And the rest. Jeremy, thank you for an excellent email. Our next email comes from Danielle. Hey, yo. Gentlemen, hope all is well this week. It's snowing for the first time this winter in Oklahoma. Everyone's freaking out and complaining about driving on ice. Nonetheless, here's a couple of questions for you guys. One, How many wrestling events, WWE and Independent, have you guys been to? Have y'all ever attended an event together? And number two, if you could swap jobs, would you and why slash why not? Cheers at Danielle Sully 19. Thank you for the email, Danielle. It's snowing for you. A piece of advice. As a good all-weather piece of clothing, might I recommend... 
the DDT Wrestling t-shirt, available right now, bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sale. For 20 bucks, you get yourself a shirt that will look great, it'll keep you warm, and if you have to, if you have to, I bet it could offer some tire tread for you, but then you'd have to go buy yourself another shirt. Because you're frankly, not going to wear one, you run I over. Mean, if it's so cold that it's snowing, you might want to get two. I mean, I'm not saying it's not high quality, because it is. But if you want to dress in layers, layers are always a smart idea. I mean, you could get two or three of these things, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it would just help with that insulation layer. I really keep you warm. All right, question number one. How many wrestling events have you guys been to? I've gone to... Can you count Fan Fest? Because I went to that. Yeah, absolutely. Then, let's see, I think three as a kid. We went to at least one together. Yeah, together. We went college. to one together. We made signs and everything. Yes. GQ came with us. It was great. He did. He did. I think your brother even came along. Yes, he did. With a random, like, 16-year-old kid from CVS. Yes, that's correct. Um, <laughs> um, so I would say, I'll say five, because I think I've gone to more at the casino when they start when they had events there i went to at least two so i'm gonna say i've been to five okay I've i think been you've to been to a, more yeah i've been to at least two with mrs manson maybe three I, I i have to ask her so there's those i went to a couple in college i went to at least one with you i think we might have gone to two together to be honest we might have so i mean that's the five right there i've definitely gone to at least three or four of them with my brother alone so that's probably you know, eight mm-hmm. or so there. And I went to a TNA wrestling show once. So wow. Good for that's you. That's nine, maybe. So, yeah, somewhere around we, we When I was at Disney once, we t- my parents talked about taking me to a WCW show, and I chose to just go to Disney instead. Oh, I had the well, choice. I, I could. I didn't go to a TNA show in the Impact Zone. It was when they were touring. Um, oh, they played locally here at a venue. And uh, went have to you been there. to an indie show? I almost went to one last year, but no. Uh, here's the thing. Um, Rachel obviously has connections with New England wrestling, and she's been trying to get me to go for forever to go see one of those shows. And sooner or later, I probably will. It's just as difficult for us to get out in the evenings with our special needs pup. But yeah. uh, sooner or later, I probably will. But the thing that I was going to say is Mrs. Manson lived in Somerville, Massachusetts for a while. And unbeknownst to me, of course, until about three or four years after she had moved out of Somersville and moved in with me here uh, in state, uh, she lived literally like three blocks from the place where they do kaiju big battle and i am i am so killing my i'm kicking myself in the ass every day of my life the fact that i had no idea that that promotion existed at the time and the fact that i could have literally walked there from her apartment where i was visiting her like every weekend for several years like it's the stupidest thing in the world I do think, not that it's the same as Kaiju Big Battle, but I do think that at some point you and I need to try to check out a Chikara show. Absolutely. All right. Um, I'm assuming by the swap jobs question, she means you and I. I That's what I was going to say. Do you think she means with each other? Because if that's the case, no. I agree. (laughs) I don't want your job. I don't want your job. I can't handle children. I'd murder them probably within the first... Like, not on purpose, but, like, I would just be, like, 
oh, here, have a snack. Yeah, I don't know. Here's some peanut butter. And he'd be like, ah, dead from my allergy for peanut butter. How did you even get that in here? It was not even allowed on the premises. And I'd be like, I just carried it in because I'm an idiot. I don't know. God. And I have peanut well. butter in my classroom. You do? I do. I do, I do. There are some times when you get a kid who has allergies and you have to be careful, but not not lately. Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't want your job either. Too much trying to organize, too much dealing with young adults who are always bothersome, too much fetal pigs. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, too much yeah. having to pretend I know something about science. We have another email from Pav. Oh, man, that sends a it up to... Baker's th- Dozen! 13. A Baker's Dozen. The next one, I, I'm sad about this one. But, it, 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 you know, again, it's it's going to be a good conversation, but let's read our one from our good buddy, Mitchell. Subject line, farewell podcasting? I usually struggle to come up with a subject to send you guys. Thankfully, last week, Doc provided me with one. He asked if I was still doing the gift of podcast. The answer to that question is no. Oh. I had a lot going on in my life between taking seminary classes online, planning a wedding, and personal family issues that the show was just taking a back seat, and I didn't think that was fair to Mance. He still runs the show solo, and it's now on the Rant with Ant network. I also have an open invitation to return at any point in time that I want. So off of that, I'll bridge a question. Have you guys ever struggled with podcasting week in and week out? If so, what solutions did you use? So again, before we get to that question... I am amazed that we have a listener and a a follower and a friend that is going to seminary school. Well, Well, online. I'm kidding, Mitchell! I have no idea. I mean, what does that even involve, seminary school? Uh, What is is one study in seminary school? DC, tell me. Religion. Oh, okay. You learn how to be a priest. Is that really it? Yes, that's what seminary school is. Wait, but he's planning a wedding. Priests don't get married. Well, I guess Depen- it depends, depends on, on what... on the faith. Right, it, it depends, depends on, the on the faith. It depends on the faith, right. So, I'm assuming he is... He is maybe he's getting ordained. Okay. You know, maybe he's... Mitchell, he's... I'm interested. You should send us another email and tell us exactly what the seminary stuff's about. Because There frankly, you go, new topic. We barely have any idea. And, and I'd like to bridge that to our answer. Is podcasting can podcasting get difficult week in and week out? Yes, because we're talking about wrestling, and so you and I fixed that problem very early on. <laughs> yeah, we decided to make a show where it didn't have to be about wrestling because right. if Mitchell emails talking about seminary school, that will be another conversation. We just spent seven or eight minutes ranking Muppets. That's how you bridge the gap. Is you you say to yourself, we're going to be a wrestling-centered podcast that does not always talk about wrestling. In fact, a show we did, one of the many shows that was affiliated with the NAI Wrestling Network, was DC and Doc Talk, which was on a wrestling network and was not about wrestling. Had nothing to do with wrestling. No. I will say, you know, as know, as, as a professional working as we do... You know, it, it is difficult to find the time to podcast all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I, we, I don't think we really have any trouble finding 
one day a week to podcast. The the our regular scheduled DDT wrestling has never really posed much of a problem. I think we both enjoy sitting down. It's a way to blow off steam, have some fun near the mm. end of our week. So I don't think that's ever been a struggle. But when we have tried to pick up additional shows, you know, for yes. the NII Wrestling Network and things like that, when we were trying to do two shows a week even, that became more of a struggle to find the time to do so. And we, you know, we sort of so we had a good solution for a while with DC and Doc Talk. We were just doing bulk recordings, you know. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing the usual Skype thing, we'd make a day out of it. Uh, at Friday after work, DC would come over. We'd hang out. We'd have some dinner. We'd record, you know, three or four shows back to back, and then yeah. we'd be good for a month. And that was helpful. But we could really only do that because that show was not topical. It had nothing no. to do with what was happening that week. Now, granted, it, it wouldn't be. A- we could do that for the list, but the problem would be is if you named an active wrestler and then, like, I could just see us. If I went over tomorrow night to record the list and we talked about Shinsuke Nakamura and then by the time we got to that show, he had, you know, around WrestleMania or something, he wins the world title. That changes the narrative. So it is easier to do that show live. And I think we enjoy it. And it's something that you can, you know, throw together on a weekend. But it is hard. It is tricky. We've talked about, you know, we tend to be open and transparent here. Doc and I have talked about doing a Patreon, but the question is, well, what do you offer for additional content? Are we going to offer an additional podcast? Do we have that kind of time? Are our wives really going to allow us to do more of this? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think if we ever do offer a Patreon, it'll definitely be for no reward whatsoever. (laughs) I, I, we've had conversations, I've actually had conversations with Mrs. Matthews about Patreons and she's, you know, she's given me some ideas of things that, that I could do, you could do, we could do that sort of more of what I could do. But, yes, um, that's right. What you can do, but I make know, t-shirts that nobody buys. I mean, buy one now at <laughs> bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sale, $20 plus shipping. All right. So thank you, Mitchell. Yes, we look forward to your next email, which will be about uh, seminary school. What did you think I was going to say? What did you think seminary school was? Well, I wasn't sure if it was just learning about religion or if it was becoming a priest. And in his particular case, I didn't know if it was a priest or a deacon or a pastor. or I I didn't know if you had more information than I had, I guess, is what I was getting at. Are you going to be like the Reverend Devon Mitchell? That's what I want to know. Ooh, it could be nice. Our next one comes from the creator of the Hornerline graphic that Jeremy says he'd buy as a t-shirt, the ultimate warrior himself, Ryan. Hey guys, as if it weren't already bad enough, that ironic consumption has become one of the worst candies of all time. Brought. Brought. One of the worst candies of all time. Bought. Brought. With an R. Brought. (laughs) Peeps. From back-of-the-shelf shame and obscurity into a modern horror show of ill-advised flavors, shapes, and colors that monopolize entire aisles, this year, the Monsters at Peeps are releasing three mystery flavors. Ridiculous. I know where this is going. My question is, as trusted taste-testing experts, would you be willing to do a taste test? DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. This is your chance. I like the fact that he wrote that. This is your chance to redeem yourself. And Doc Manson at Doc Manson. This is your chance to continue your undefeated taste testing streak. The crusty marshmallow gauntlet has been thrown down. Please do this so I don't have to. I'm cold and there are wolves after me. Ryan at Warrior MN. P. 
P.S. I hope that at least one of the mystery flavors is just plain marshmallow. No sugar on the outside. Just a stupid, <laughs> vaguely bird-shaped marshmallow that is somehow less than a regular peep. Just a cellophane wrap box of disappointment. <laughs> well, Ryan, tell us how you really <laughs> feel. That might be, that's up there with one of the best emails we've ever gotten. Because Absolutely. not only does it allow us an opportunity to get together and eat. I'm not doing this. I hate peeps. What? Peeps Come are on. disgusting. The challenge has been thrown down. Uh, fine. I mean, I'll do it for the challenge, but I legitimately, peeps make me gag. They are so <clears throat> disgusting. I am with you, Ryan. They're disgusting and like they're just... They're 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 oversweet and they're the wrong texture and they're just if I want a marshmallow I'm gonna eat a goddamned marshmallow sorry Mitchell but I'm just gonna get a marshmallow I'm gonna eat it I don't it's they don't taste like marshmallow they just taste like gross I don't I don't care for peeps at all now Mrs Manson she might disown me she loves them I think but well okay then at the very least we need to do it for her you can abstain. And you know what? No, there's, you know there's, I won't no, abstain, though. But there's a built-in way to abstain because he said you've got to put your undefeated streak on the line. I was waiting for you to use that as the excuse, be like, "Oh no, I'm going to remain undefeated <laughs> and just never taste anything else again." Only water for me, thanks. <clears throat> All right, Ryan. The challenge has been dropped down. If I can find the mystery peeps, we will we will get this done. Oh my goodness, there's still more. The next email comes from our good buddy Nate. Hi, friends from the internet. If either of you haven't seen the latest 205 Live, you need to watch it when you find time. It had great wrestling and really magnificent in-ring storytelling this week. It's definitely more worth your time over SmackDown. SmackDown has become the same show week in and week out. Six women tag, same six guys in different matches, a shame promo, and I think a he tag- meant to sh- I'm assuming he meant a Shane promo, but it got auto-corrected to shame. Yeah, I like shame. <laughs> Okay. And a tag match between the same two or three teams. I'd also recommend NXT. Gargano versus Almas was fantastic, which also had a great story and finish. Where does this go for TakeOver New Orleans? Enjoy your night, Nate. I love this email because this will get us caught up on everything else that happened in the week of wrestling. Did you watch SmackDown? No. Did you watch 205 Live? No. Did you watch NXT? No. Okay. So, I didn't watch SmackDown either, and Nate has a very good description of SmackDown. It is the same thing over and over and over again. Fast lanes coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to have the Fatal Five-Way. Charlotte's defending her title against Ruby Riot at a pay-per-view. What? Uh, Bobby Roode is defending the U.S. title against Randy Orton. What? And the Usos are going to defend their tag team titles against the New Day. Wait, I thought the New Day were never allowed another title shot as long as the Usos were champion after losing the last one. Wasn't that the stipulation of that match? Sounded like it. But apparently not anymore. Okay! I hate you, SmackDown! I hate you with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. Yeah. 
that's kind of... I used of, to like SmackDown. So they've got Owens and Rusev and Zayn and Brizongo and all of the... Gable and Benjamin, all of these great talents, and we're getting Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, I, I don't longer like you. I used to like you. I no longer like you. Yeah, I don't um, know. 205 Live was good. I do okay. recommend it. Um, Buddy Murphy wrestled Davari in the title tournament, and Jack Gallagher and Mustafa Ali had a great match. I'd recommend that. I did not watch NXT, um, but I can tell you. Can I spoil it for you? Or do you... Absolutely. Um, Johnny Gargano is done with NXT. Oh, good. So when will he be on 205 Live? I would assume after WrestleMania, unless he manages to make it to a... But yes, he lost in, in, in the career versus title match. Gargano lost, thanks again, to Tommaso Ciampa. Do you think that Johnny Gargano, instead of leaving NXT, as was the stipulation of that match, could simply, I don't know, wait a month or two and then face almost for the NXT title on a pay-per-view? Maybe we could just do that. I mean, it works on SmackDown. Why not just do it here, too? So, as far as the question, where do I think it's going, I think we get an unsanctioned street Ooh. fight between Gargano and Ciampa. It's technically not an NXT match. It just happens to be on NXT television. Um, and then one or both of them move on after that. I like that. Would, I like that, that would idea. That would be my guess. That would Let's be my guess. All right. Uh, this next one comes from... Uh, someone that we both know. Ah, fudge. Would you like me to read it? It's a lengthy it's one. It's too long. What are you doing to me? All right. This comes from a former roommate of ours, actually. This is The Arsicist. Hey, despite being on the show twice, I've never actually written the show before, but this past Raw had me interested in your opinions on something. While the gauntlet match that took over the majority of Raw had the internet buzzing... I thought it would be a great talking point for you two. I know that DC traditionally finds enjoyment from the in-ring performances of the talent, while Doc tends to put a greater emphasis on the storyline aspects. I personally believe that this was a great example of how you can take a great concept, the gauntlet match, and good in-ring work and destroy it by having the match have no consequences. What was the point of the match? There was no benefit to winning the match, and in theory, there was actually more to lose from actually trying to win. Increased fatigue and chance of injury prior to the actual Elimination Chamber match. Storyline-wise, this also made characters like Miz and Elias look like idiots. As a heel, why would you possibly want to do anything but get DQ'd quickly and let your opponents beat themselves up? Elias especially, considering he was already guaranteed the last entrance spot. This seems like sloppy storytelling. Why not make the match for the last entrance spot? Or at the very least, state that if you get DQ'd or counted out, that you will lose your spot in the match. So my question to you both is this. Ultimately, what should matter more to a company like the WWE that puts on weekly programming is having the best in-ring content you can and worrying about the storylines later? or focusing on the stories and using them to drive the in-ring content. Thanks, The Arsicist. Oh, 
Did you watch the gauntlet match? No. I heard that it was an amazing performance by Seth Rollins, which left me with zero desire to watch it. I understand why you would say that. So who did he injure? Because nobody in the match for sixty-two minutes. Straight, nobody. He must have hurt somebody. He or was. Knee or... He was oh, brilliant. He was everything that I've always known he could be, and more. For sixty-two minutes, he was the best wrestler in the world. Nice. So I really loved it. I get everything that Eric is saying. He's 100% right. He is. the problem. He is. But at the same time, for those 90-some-odd minutes... Now, granted, after Rollins lost, and it was Elias versus Balor, I checked out a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. Until The Miz and then Braun showed up. Here's the thing. The reason why the internet was buzzing about it was because they did something different. They actually just gave us 90 minutes of wrestling, like pure wrestling on... Their weekly television, which is something that doesn't happen, that yeah. people are clamoring for. So, of course, people buzzed about it. But when you get down to the storyline telling aspect of things, and again, this is something that I always do look at in my wrestling. Frankly, it's the reason why I'm not watching weekly wrestling right now. Because they set up the pay-per-views immediately after the last pay-per-view. Like, you have four weeks, five weeks, six weeks of television leading up to an event that is immediately already set in stone. There's no progression in storylines. And most of the time, whatever sort of storytelling they try to do either makes no sense or, as Eric is describing here, is without any stakes. So there's no reason for me to be invested or care about the in-ring action. And so, again, going to his last statement, I mean, yes, they should be focusing on the stories to drive the in-ring content, in my opinion, because without the stories, I am not interested in watching. I think it's a real problem. I agree. I agree. As a pure wrestling fan, it was wonderful. It didn't have any stakes. And so, now granted, the storyline is going to be that Seth Rollins wrestled for an hour. So clearly he's going to show up, you would hope, you would hope that he's going to show up on Sunday looking worse for wear. Mm -hmm. Now granted, he had six days. But... I do get it, you know, and I agree. What what the narcissist said made a lot of sense in that had they saved that last chamber spot, you know, the eliminations it would give of, a reason. For the eliminations like the in the gaunt, the eliminations in the gauntlet match determine the order in which we enter the chamber, and yeah, I get sure. it. They like they like to go with the overhead camera angle and shine the lights on the different pods so you can see, um, you know, so we don't know who's going to enter. But like Roman Reigns lost, you're the first one in. John Cena, you lost next. You're the second one in. Right. So. It, it just it needs to be for something. Otherwise, yes. yeah. Having said that, I applaud Vince McMahon, who the rumor is it was his idea. He wanted to do some sort of focus on wrestling that came out of nowhere. I loved the con- the concept. Next time, just make it mean something. Absolutely. The next email comes from our good buddy, Glenn. Hi, guys. A little question for Doc really tonight. But would be interested in DC's input, too, I suppose. I mean, if you have to give me input, DC. I mean, you don't really have to, but if you feel like it, I guess, you could probably just chime in. Though, honestly, most people don't really appreciate your opinions, so maybe if you were quieter, it probably would be better. Glenn, this is pretty cutting. I don't know. That's not what it says. Uh, Who do you think will be given the honor of breaking Oscar... 
undefeated streak, and when do you think it will happen? Thanks as always, Glenn at GA WrestleNut. Um, no one. Oscar will be undefeated until the day she's inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then she loses. No, she never loses. Do you really believe that? No. But at this point, I have no idea who breaks the streak. Like, because honestly, it has to be someone who she's probably never faced before. At least in my opinion. Could be Charlotte. They haven't faced before. Want to do it at WrestleMania. Like, I'd be okay with that. But I, I don't know. You go one of two ways with this. You go with Charlotte, who storyline-wise is supposedly the greatest wrestler, the greatest female wrestler of all time. That's a lot of what the Charlotte storyline has been. Or you go with a complete, I won't say a complete nobody, but a relative newcomer to WWE who uses... Like Ronda Rousey? Who uses... No. I'm more thinking... the name that popped into my head is a name that you will hate me. Shayna Baszler. No. You'll hate me less. Sonya Deville? She I whips her hair, hair back and forth. forth. She whips her hair, hair back, back and forth. forth. Oh, God. You give it to someone like Bianca Belair, who right. shows up, who finds a way to win, and her career is made because she's the one to beat Asuka. I mean... You're right. That is a way to do it, but it's not going to be Bianca Belair. That's fine. It, it, it's somebody. I can't be Kyrie Zane. It's, you know, whomever. Yeah. It's Nikki so, Cross. It, although Asuka's beaten Nikki Cross. That's the problem. Is Asuka's beaten a lot of these young Yes. I think it would have to be somebody who's not currently in the company. I think they go with how Goldberg lost his streak. Someone shows up with a taser. Cattle prods Asuka. She falls down and gets pinned. I mean, that's almost the only way to do it, right? That's how Goldberg's... I just watched it. That's how Goldberg's streak ended. Cattle prod. Yeah. Um, thank you, Glenn. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting and interesting. Continuing with the UK theme. Yes. I think we got three in a row. It is time to hear from Che. Hello, gentlemen. With Doc being a fan of Emma and Ryback and DC being a fan of Luke Harper, William Regal, and Bo Dallas. In fairness, I am also a fan of William Regal. I wanted to know what other mid-slash-lower-card talents you rooted for in the past that haven't made it to the top-level-slash-main event. Regards, UK bestie, Che. Sam hmm. from his Samsung Galaxy smartphone. Yes, of course. Other mid-carders. Uh. Hmm... Hmm. Who you got, DC? Santino. Oh, Santino was good. Yeah, I liked Santino. I'm playing my trombone. Um, Santino comes to mind. Uh, this is my this is my wheelhouse. I love. I liked Val Venus. I like Billy Gunn. No, no. I like the Big Boss Man. Yeah. Now, granted, he main evented a little bit, but he never oh. won like a title. Right, I mean, you want to talk about, from, like, the golden oldies, like, certainly, like, Jake the Snake yep. is a big one for me. Mr. Perfect. Um, absolutely, Mr. Perfect. I was trying to think of more modern names, just with his examples being more current, but yeah. Dean Malenko. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I suppose if we're thinking, you know, now, granted, a lot of 
you know, I the the mid two thousands is kind of a lost era for me. I like Charlie Haas. I like Rico. Rico, there's one. Okay. Now, granted, Fudaki. those are low those are low card guys. I like Jimmy Wang Yang. I liked him better before he became Jimmy Wang Yang, but I like Jimmy Wang Yang. The Hurricane. The Hurricane, absolutely. I was about to say that. Gold Dust. I think Gold Dust sort of made it though. Has I he suppose. Ever won a world title? I don't even no. know. No. No. Not even Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we're we're Cody we, Rhodes. Check out the list. The list is full and will continue to be full of those names that we love, you know. Yeah. I'm struggling to think of them off the top of my head, but they must exist. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure. They're trying to think of TNA, who are the mid... Like, P.D. Williams didn't win a world title, but I liked P.D. Williams. P.D. Williams was great. Sanjay Dutt. The Sprinkler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real good. Steak sauce. A1. Oh, man. I think he's on the list somewhere. <laughs> he's got to be, right? All right. Continuing, three in a row, it's our good buddy Simon. Hi, greetings from Chili Manchester. I'm hoping this gets you closer to the record, or breaks it. My super secret real-life mission is almost over, and scripted violence and long-running, non-episodic television vehicles can be my main focus once again. Until then, keep it real, whatever it is. Much love, Simon. Thanks for checking in, Simon. I appreciate that you saw that I was mentioning that we were... Because I think our record was 10. I think we once got 10 emails. We've now beaten it with 13. A baker's dozen! There we go. That should be who fights Ty Dillinger next. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Oh, the baker! (laughs) You can just see an evil, menacing baker with his French loaves and just... Whipping croissants at people. <laughs> Comes out with like a chef's hat. Oh, absolutely. For an object, you got a rolling pin. Oh, that'd be great. What's your super secret real life mission? I know Obviously it's super it's secret. Super but... secret. If you huh. want to email us more about your super secret real life mission, I think Simon was also the one who got uh, Mrs. Manson into a conversation about check uh, cashiers. On Twitter the other day, they were talking about favorite cashiers. Do you avoid certain people yeah, at the grocery store? Absolutely. Yes. Really? <laughs> there are some really god awful baggers. I have to ask. Uh-huh. What? What? To Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, what makes a good bagger? A good bagger is someone who's quick and efficient, groups like items in a similar bag, does not overload said bags, and is mindful of corners and other sharp objects that might cause a rip. People are going to think that we planned that. People are going to think that we talked about it, and I said, look, at the whatever time it is, (laughs) at the hour 10 mark, I'm going to ask you, that that was almost like you're running for political office and trying to get the baggers union on your side. <laughs> All I'm saying is I think that somebody who bags for their current job should, should know how able- to do it. Yeah, I mean... That's all. I mean, when I have a guy, and literally some of the people we avoid, like, I, they put, like, mil- milk in... In the same bag as, like, the fresh bread. And it's just like, that's going to get squashed. 
Like, I, now I have to ask you a question. We yes. we don't go to the same grocery store, but it is the same grocery chain. We just go to two different stores. Now, at my store, during the daytime hours, there are a group of baggers who are obviously. Um, as part of some sort of day work program where they have a supervisor who comes and helps sure. them. Yep. Are, is that who you're talking about? Or are you talking no. about? Uh, okay. No, the, no, no, no. There's plenty of the uh, people that are perfectly fine. These, the ones I'm thinking of one guy I think is just inattentive. The other guy admittedly is just like super old and like, that's nothing against him. He's just, Whatever. If I was that old, I wouldn't give a crap about what I was putting in bags either. Do you, like, do you ever have those times where you go? So, okay, let me ask you this question. We're talking supermarket etiquette. Um, do you bag for yourself? Absolutely. If there's nobody there, I will step right up. And in okay. fact, even if I like sometimes if I see somebody like walking from the other end of the store, I will swoop in and start bagging anyways because I do a good job bagging. And I enjoy it. And I'm quick. I'm efficient. And They... They don't let me do that at that store. Like, they'll come over and say, I'll finish this up for you. And if I say, I think I've got it, they say, no, I'll do it. (laughs) I don't know if that means that I'm a bad bagger. They can only watch you struggle for so long. See, DC, after about 10 minutes of trying to just peel open a single bag. How did you know I would struggle with that? (laughs) I I just figured, get those big kielbasa sausage fingers of yours. I'll try to open it, and then I wind up taking like six off. And so then I've got to like. Mrs. Matthews is just standing there being like, honey, it's it's okay. Like, we can let them bag. I'm like, I can do it. I wind up sitting on the floor with the bag on my head. I have no idea how it got there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to picture you for the rest of my days. <laughs> Works for me. All right. Our next email comes from Forrest. Dear Doc in DC, with Double J, Jeff Jarrett becoming a WWE Hall of Famer and Daniel Bryan's contract potentially ending this year. Is he the new GM of SmackDown Live in the future? Nope. (laughs) There's more to this email, but we have to stop here and say, no, this is not Kurt Angle. No, it is not. Goldberg, Ivory, the Dudley boys all have a better chance of being SmackDown Live's next general manager before Jeff Jarrett. It seems that SmackDown may become TNA light with the addition of Jeremy Borash, EC3, and other ex-TNA talent. Thoughts? Eh, I don't know. I get what he's saying because Styles and Rude are both yeah, there. Yeah, right, right, of course. And they certainly are bringing in more and more people from that company. And Baron again, Corbin you... definitely strikes me as somebody who would have been in TNA if this was 2003. Absolutely. I mean, pretty sure he was. Wasn't there a guy? Wasn't he like Dallas Triton. at one time? Lance Archer. Vance yeah, Archer. There you go. Isn't that the same guy? <clears throat> also, if you could combine two elements of two different cereals, what would they be? I personally found Frosted Flakes with Lucky oh. Charm Marshmallows delightful. I like to combine Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. That sounds terrible. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I just love put. Uh, yeah, no, that, I'm sure that's you know good fit for some people, but you know I like Fruit Loops. They are quite good. Do you not like Apple Jacks? Nah, not not as much. Not as much. Okay. What would I combine? I mean, I, hmm. I might take like 
Rice Krispies, chocolate Rice Krispies, and combine them with Cocoa Puffs. Because I like chocolate. Sure. Also remember, DC Maine Maple Sunday is coming up. The under-the-radar holiday where all of the maple syrup makers farms show off their products. Keep up the good work. Bosque? Bosque. Bosque? Porque. my iPhone. Porque? Bosque. <laughs> uh, yeah, good to know. All right. All right, our next email. Do you like all things maple? Or are you not a big fan? Like maple syrup, okay, is good. Yeah. What about like uh, maple candy? You know, that melt away sort of maple candy. Yes, but I'm like there are certain candies as as you well know that I can eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Maple candy is not one of them. You have one, and you're like, okay, I am done with that flavor for the next month or so. Not me. I love them. I could eat them forever. Even like maple walnut ice cream. I know it's like a very boring flavor of ice cream, but I like that a whole lot. Nah. I love maple. All right. Well, good for you. I'll have to bring you some Maine maple syrup next time I'm up in the Great White North. If you ever see, like, uh, there's a place near, like, at the farmer's market that sometimes will have maple um, maple brittle, like a peanut brittle, but made with maple syrup. That sounds good. It's delicious. Um, if you ever see that from Maine, feel free to pick it up. You had maple donuts? Not often, but from time to time. Yes, also quite good. Quite good. Yeah. This one next one comes in from across the pond. Kev says, Hey guys, sorry for the lack of emails the past couple of weeks slash months. I've been busy trying to find my happy place, which I'm not there yet, but getting there. Your podcast, DC, really hit home from from 2nd October. What? On October 2nd, I posted a podcast that he is seems to have resonated with our friend Kev. The Search for Joy. What was that? It was an, a pontificast in which I was talking about the search for joy and how to f- try to find joy in your life. It uh, was very... Kev still has it saved. Well, thank you, Kev. That is truly, truly a very touching thing. I appreciate that very much. Rest assured, I've been listening religiously to the podcast and glad the UK contingency is sending in emails on a regular basis. I'll be in touch when I'm okay, but please keep posting quality content as it helps massively. Regards, KJohn007, Kev. Kev, thank you from Doc, from myself. And if I can give you a recommendation as to what will help you feel better, that would be a DDT Wrestling t-shirt. The one thing I've actually wondered about, because I know we do have a fairly large, you know, UK contingency. I've wondered, because I didn't check, honestly. I don't know what international shipping situation is like. Oh, God. Yeah. That's going to screw us over if we can't ship to the UK. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if any of you out there want to look into it by going to bit.ly slash DDT shirt sale, please do so. And feel free to let me know what they're hitting you up for uh, for shipping or even I assume they can ship over there but yeah. just what the shipping is because uh, we need to know I, I would just be, I'd be interested in knowing I was there was a conversation this morning Martin who is a member of of the UK contingent he doesn't email a whole lot but Martin was talking about wanting to start a podcast I think we need a DDT UK podcast I think we need to start hearing even if it's a short one we need to start hearing from our UK members uh, Glenn already mentioned he was thinking about doing a podcast of some kind I think 
we've got some people out there in the DDT besties from the UK. There's a lot of you. Start organizing. Get yourselves together. Cause so you're we, saying that the NIA... No. <laughs> that would be Nia you're Jax. Saying, <laughs> you're saying the NIA... Hold on. Wait. Wrestling Let me just network. check something really quick. Yep, we're approaching an hour and 30. I knew it. <laughs> You're saying the NAI Wrestling Network affiliates, DDT Wrestling, should have DDT Wrestling affiliated DDT UK pods. Yes. Which are then also, oh God. Oh God, the inception is making my brain hurt. Oh when God. will the top stop Aww. spinning? What? <laughs> when will the top stop spinning? I don't know. Uh, yes, I do. I think, I think even if they just try to, apparently it was National Toast Day. In the UK, that I was not lovely. aware of that. That we we need someone to be filling us in. We need to ask questions that they can answer in a way that is probably easier than an email. And and let me point out because we're about to get to the Pav email of the week. Let me because he mentioned something and I said, "Oh my God, it's the Pavcast." And he was like, "No, I think I'd call it the Pav Perspective." And I'm like, "No, you idiot!" And I love you, Pav, but it's the Pavcast. <laughs> Now, maybe I'm not saying his name right, but it just sounds perfect. Podcast, podcast. It's a genius. And he's like, oh, no, the Pav Perspective. And I was like... <laughs> you are so dejected right now. <laughs> just recounting this story. Pav, oh, you've... Oh, God. You have hurt DC. I give you gold, Pav. <laughs> no, nah, the Pav Perspective. I think that's a good idea. Okay. I don't know. There's, there's there's a certain ring to the Pav perspective. It's alliterative, at least, I suppose. Yeah. And Kev, hey, find your happy man. Come on back. Absolutely, when you find absolutely right. We will be here for you. Bye, All shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and this last one comes in from, from our good friend. We are finishing up the Baker's Dozen. A Baker's Dozen. He's got to have a big mustache. He's got to have a huge... Like, it's really the Swedish chef as a wrestler. It's really what we need. Uh-huh. Hey, guys. Late entry email here. After looking at my list of topics, here's the one I'm going with. I love that you, he has a list of topics. I love that he keeps a list. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. In an age where social media is very prevalent and pushed so hard by the WWE... Does it surprise you we haven't seen Cyber Sunday or Taboo Tuesday return? Yes, it does. In a way, it doesn't. As the control. (laughs) God damn it, Bob! You need to buy two shirts now. Continue. In a way, it doesn't. (laughs) As the control does diminish from Vince McMahon. But seeing as the control goes to the fans, isn't that what they should be doing? Obviously, there were instances where someone voted for Val Venus so many times over Batista and Christian that would potentially lead to an underwhelming card. Although Shelton Benjamin won that vote, but it was an exciting concept. Chris Jericho was not a proponent of it, as he had to plan the finish to Benjamin while he was in the ring, as he did not expect him to win the vote. He wasn't even sure what a T-bone suplex was, apparently. He just said, I will jump off the rope, and you just take me from there. Huh. In my opponent, we have missed the boat. In my, in my, 
122.48. In my opinion, we have missed the boat. There was a short window between July 2016 and, well, last week, where there were brand split pay-per-views. I feel bad for Pav about this. Like, he's really heartbroken. Yeah, well. He'll have to Pavcast about it. Mm-hmm. Leading to many new and old ones returning and debuting, like No Mercy and Great Balls of Fire. Cyber Sunday could have slotted in there. My question is, why in this social media age hasn't it returned, and do you want it back? Last time, they didn't have smartphones in 2007. Imagine voting now with the technology we have. How did you pronounce that? 2007? 2007? No, 2007. 2007? Are you drunk? (laughs) A little bit. Um, Imagine voting now with the technology we have, instead of the complicated computer voting we had to do. Do you remember voting? What did you guys vote on? Fun fact number 16. Joaquin Garcia, a civil servant in Spain, skipped work and still got paid. It was only when the company realized six years later he left six years ago and had been paying him all that time. They were about to give him an award for being a loyal, long-serving employee, too. The P underscore A underscore V. The Pav Perspective! Only here on the Pavcast! I do remember voting, which was hilarious because I wasn't watching wrestling. But I was paying attention <laughs> enough that I would go on and vote, not really knowing the stories, not really know, just being like, oh yeah, that guy. I'm honestly surprised to hear the story about Chris Jericho, because watching at the time, I was fairly convinced that they were rigging those results for 90% of the matches. I'm assuming that they did. Like, the main event matches and certain... What I remember about those pay-per-views, it would be like, okay, you get to choose the stipulation. Do you want it to be a no-disqualification match or a street fight or a Falls Count Anywhere match? And you're like, those are all all the same thing. We don't care. Yeah, so there was a lot of non-choices and any of the things where it was like actually choose the person. Like, I never felt like they actually honored the popular opinion that's hard to say because obviously there's a bias involved there just because it didn't go with my opinion does that mean well that's not really the popular opinion it just seemed always too convenient that the person who they really were trying to push was the person that almost always ended up in those matches so i don't know i just i never really believed in it no and i always thought you know if they wanted to do something like that i really thought the smackdown top 10 was going to be the way to go if they really let fans vote Right. That's the thing, though. They're not really going to let fans vote because they're not going to just do anything that the fans want. So either it comes off as being, you know, contrived or they get storylines that mm-hmm. they might not. The only way to do it is you make it non-canon. There's one well, pay-per-view the, right. a year where okay. we're not yeah. telling you any stories. No titles are going to be on the line. But you tell us the matches you want to see and we'll do it. Right. I mean, so to your point and to Pop's point, I suppose, uh, this is why Cyber Sunday and Taboo Tuesday have not returned because there's no way to do it. No good way to do it within the context of the current canon, and the current product. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's between a rock and a hard place. Either they're going to disappoint people no matter what, whether they give them the illusion of choice or whether they don't actually give them any choice. It's not worth the hassle is, mm-hmm. is my reading on it. I agree. All right. 
We're getting to that shank of the evening, as Mean Gene Okerlund likes to say. What is your piece of positivity heading in to the week? I get to see Oscar wrestle. Fair enough. I hope GQ can join me. <clears throat> that would be nice. How is GQ? Oh, you know, gluten sensitive. Yeah, that's a problem. My piece of positivity comes um, almost like, do you remember the Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah. And how they used to, like, well, in really in the olden days, they used to, like, look through the, like, I see this person and this person. They used to say the names. Um, my piece of positivity is split 13 ways. And it's Tony and Jeremy and Danielle <laughs> and Mitchell and Ryan and Nate and Irk and Glenn and Che and Simon and Bosk and Kev and Pav. Because this was a super enjoyable show that was spent almost entirely reading emails from the neighborhood. 13 people decided that they wanted to share part of their lives and their hopes and their dreams and their thoughts and their questions with us. If I could, I would give you all a gift. And you know what you can do? You can give yourself a gift. By going to bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sale and for $20. Plus shipping. True. Maybe international shipping, which is a whole other thing. But for $20 plus shipping, for less than the cost of three months of the WWE Network, (laughs) (laughs) you can have, you can wear little pixelated DCs and docks. They can be nestled in your chestilarious area, and you can take us with you wherever you go. And that is my piece of positivity. Buddy Murphy won his match. That was exciting. (laughs) Seth Rollins was an Iron Man. That was exciting. But my piece of positivity is everyone who is a DDT bestie who can share their lives with us. So hopefully next week, I don't think we'll get 13, but I hope we hear from many of you next week. On our emails. That's right. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. And be sure to stay tuned to the DDT Wrestling feed because we NAI affiliates will be offering the list. The first episode here on the DDT Wrestling feed. The first seven are coming at you up until next week. But next week, the first one that is an exclusive to DDT Wrestling will be coming your way. Where we will rank... The greatest wrestlers of all time. Have we covered everything we have needed to sell, shill, or support? Um, I don't know if we've mentioned it yet on this show, so I figure we should probably just bring it up real quick. Uh, we're selling a t-shirt now, and if you go to bit.ly slash DDT shirt sale, you can pick one up for yourself, $20 plus shipping. It's a great quality shirt, and we'd really, really like it if you would show your support for the show. Uh, and, you know, get yourself a really cool T-shirt in the process. I agree wholeheartedly. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm glad we didn't yeah. let the show go by Honestly, it almost slipped that. my mind. Like, can you imagine if we hadn't brought it up at all? We would have felt super awkward. I know. It would have been a horrible, wasted opportunity of a show. Oh, man. What all is right. the world coming to you, DC, at the DC Matthews? I have no idea, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. 
But is there anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that beautiful snowy evening? Same time next week? You betcha. And by then, I bet we'll remember to sell the shirts. Bit.ly slash DDT shirt sale. $20. $20. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?